This is Short-Term Rental Management, the show that is all about short-term rental property management with your host, yours truly, Luke Carl. Here we go. Here we go. It is long-haired Luke on Short-Term Rental Management. So happy to be here. I love you. It's a beautiful day. Uh, in the world of short-term rental and rental real estate in general and property management, guys. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. We're property managers. You are a property manager, whether you believe that or not, whether you even know that or not. I put my property on, but I have an Airbnb. You're a damn property manager. Stop overthinking it. And I love you for it. Today's show has been brought to you by this lovely sponsor. This episode of The Short-Term Show is brought to you by The Short-Term Shop. If you're interested in buying a short-term rental in one of the top vacation markets in America, just go to theshorttermshop.com and click Get Connected with an Agent. If you purchase a home with the shop, you'll have access to all of our client-only benefits, such as training on how to manage your short-term rental. So we'll teach you everything you need to know from how to set up your Airbnb and Verbo listings to how to use the property management software that you'll need to streamline your business, all the way down to helping you source your local boots on the ground like cleaners, handy people, etc. We've taught thousands of people just like you how to buy and manage their vacation homes from anywhere in the world. So head on over to the shorttermshop.com and click get connected with an agent to get started. I do have to mention that we're brokered by EXP or else I get in trouble. We'll see you guys over there. Long hair, Luke. Short-term rental management. Happy to have you here. Thank you to the short-term shop and Avery, my wife. It's not really a sponsor, man. It's my own damn company. You come hang out with me. I've taught over 10,000 people how to how to do this. Uh, mostly just because I can't keep my mouth shut, man. <laughs> Life is good. Today, we're going to talk about how to run your business more efficiently, how to, how to not suck. All right. And I'm going to tell you, it's, it's two stories. Matter of fact, uh, sort of about a Jeep. Okay. Avery, my lovely, my lovely wife, she's a Jeep girl. And I love the Jeep too. The Jeep is super cool. The top comes off. The doors come off. It's a lot of fun. We recently got a new Jeep. Took it to the Jeep place. We live in a tiny little town that will remain nameless for right now, but it's a little tiny vacation town in Florida where we have a couple of vacation homes. And I rent them out because I'm a property manager and that's what I do. I got those long terms too, baby. I love them. I love every minute of it. $200 a month. Nobody gives a crap. I'll take it all day long. Where I come from, $200 was a lot of money. I had to buy my first bicycle when I was 11 years old. And man, I could have used an extra 200 bucks. Could have got a nicer bike. All right. Um, man, I'm having a hard time keeping my alligators down. Wheeling, dealing, jet flying. What's he say? Uh, uh, kiss stealing, son of a gun. Ric Flair, baby. Anyway, cream of the crop rises to the top. Shout out to my boy, Ch uh, 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 Shane Crocker. I know he's he's listening. He loves that that old school wrestling stuff. But anyway, um, the Jeep story. Jeep story number one, as a matter of fact. Jeep story number one. Jeep story number one is more uh, is a better story than Jeep story number two. But Jeep story number one goes like this: We bought a new Jeep. We 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 motor home, so we we flat tow that damn thing behind the bus, behind a big old pusher. 
which is also out of commission right now. So Jeep story, that's actually Jeep story number two. Uh, and then there's Jeep story. There can be three Jeep stories in a row. Okay. Because this is just what happens to me. Ever seen, um, have you ever seen, uh, what's the damn movie, the uh, TV show, uh, curb your enthusiasm. It's like, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm, I'm Larry David. I'm a huge Seinfeld fan anyway. And it seems like all this crazy stuff always happens to me. So I take, we got brand new Jeep, take the Jeep to the Jeep place. Because who not how, you're not supposed to be doing your own wrench turning. You know, I grew up turning wrenches with my dad. And you're not supposed to do that if you're wealthy. You're stepping over dollars and pick up pennies, man. Stop turning your own wrenches. So I took it to the damn Jeep place. And what happens? They sucked. They were horrible. They said, uh, uh, and the first part of the story was my, my mistake. And a lot of this stuff I don't remember. It's been several months now. But the first part of the story, he goes, he, the gentleman texted me and said, pick from this website. Pick from this website and we'll install the stuff. Okay. So I went on the website. I picked whatever. I picked the most expensive stuff on that website, which was not that expensive. And I said, I'm going to be a satisfizer here. Okay. So there's, there's maximizers and satisfizers. This comes from a book called Paradox of Choice. This is the greatest book of all time, uh, one of. It has changed my life. I grew up a maximizer. Every teeny tiny detail of every decision of every question I ever had to answer, whatever it was, I drove myself nuts. I'm to a point now where I don't have time for that anymore. My wife has taught me to be much more of a satisfizer, and she's right. Okay, read that book, Paradox of Choice. So I went to the Jeep place, uh, and he said, pick from this website. And so I satisfied, stepping out of my element, not being my true self trying to be a better person and it bit me in the ass. I bought that. Uh, I got the best stuff that was on that site that he sent me and it was cheap. Like I said, it wasn't that, you know, it was reasonably priced stuff. So I we went and picked up the Jeep like a week later, all jacked up new wheels and tires. I did pick nice wheels and it was the same tires I've always used on the Jeeps. We've always had Jeeps. So I was comfortable with the Jeep, the, the, the wheels and tires. I was not, and then, but by the way, I am going to get to the real estate stuff. Don't worry. I was not comfortable when I picked up the Jeep with the bumpers and the, and the, and the, uh, steps going up into the, into the Jeep. They looked like crap. They looked cheap. So I did some damn Googling to maximize. And what happened was I found out that this, brand that they asked that they told me to pick was the worst garbage on the planet i bought the best version of the worst junk crap jeep stuff you could get because that's what they recommended and i was trying to be a better person and it bit me in the ass okay so then the jeep story continues i said dude i'm bringing the jeep back i want better stuff um and he said why don't you just let me keep the old stuff and i'll install the new stuff for free. This is where I should have had red flag number one, but I'm trying to satisfy. Which I don't think that's a real word, but it comes from the book. Okay. I said, okay, whatever. I went online and I did all my research and I maximized, which is what I do. And I found that this was the best flat toe Jeep bumper in, in history and the best uh, swing arm, whatever, uh, 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 tire holder, rear end bumper because i don't want the tire on the back of the jeep it's too heavy it weighs the door down i want the tire separate so i went and got that one the best one they make waited for him to come in shipped them to the place 
They installed them, kept my old crap, didn't charge me for the new install because I did at that point. I considered it my fault that I picked that other stuff, even though it was what they recommended. Okay. So I go pick up the Jeep again. Nice stuff. I'm psyched. Looks great. Everything looks great. Okay. So I bring the Jeep home. Drove it for a couple of weeks. Then we got to take it down. This is where Jeep story number two comes in. I take it down to the motorhome place. We got to get the, the brake system installed so that the brakes of the motorhome trigger the brakes in the Jeep. We took it down there. They could not have installed this brake system any worse. I mean, it was horrible, horrible. They did everything wrong. In that process, while I was down there, the guy that installed it uh, pointed out to me that the bumper had not been put on properly. So first Jeep story number one comes back in. That front bumper was installed horribly. There was nuts missing from the bolts. There was spacers that were supposed to be there that weren't there. There was bolts that were this far out and the one underneath that was that far out like that. You know, I can't get it on the camera. But in other words, they did everything wrong. And the bolts had like raw threads hold, hanging out in the middle of them, which you can't do that. You got to put some sort of spacer in between there. So now I've taken the Jeep to a third guy. All right. So this is Jeep story number three. We're going to get to Jeep story number four. We keep adding Jeep stories. So I take it to the Jeep, the other guy around the corner from my house where I should have started with, you know, because it was close. But I went to the Jeep guy. It's in his wheelhouse. They're going to do it right. BS. All right. So. Took it to the guy around the corner who drives a Jeep, little mom and pop shop. He said, uh, so he called, he just called me a little while ago. That's why the story is fresh on hand right now. He said, I've counted 22 bolts that are at least loose or missing. He said, there are two bolts on the suspension system that are gone. And which was causing me to have some death wobble. You know, the Jeep death wobble is already a thing. It's not what I'm talking about right now. Basically the damn arm. I don't know which, what, I, I don't remember what it was, but was not even hooked to the Jeep because the bolts either fell out or were never put in there. And not to mention, I got this new problem with the brake system. Now my bus is screwed up. I got a pusher that the bus is, that's got a line, hole in the line because they didn't do it right. So now I got to figure out how to tow that thing to another place and get it fixed. It's ridiculous. Now, a lot of this stuff, you're like, Luke, why are you having such bad luck? Well, I live in a teeny tiny little vacation town. These folks are used to this. That's the point. I'm going to get to my point. These folks are used to never seeing anybody ever again. They come in, they put a Band-Aid on it, they leave, they go back to Michigan, they never have to deal with it again. Not to mention, they don't have any competition. This episode is brought to you by Short-Term Rental Listing Advice. Join this Facebook group and post your listing to get advice from other hosts, including myself, on how you can improve your listing or just post your property so you can show off. Join us at strlistingadvice.com. That's strlistingadvice.com. That Jeep guy that I first, story number one, he doesn't have anybody holding him accountable. There's nobody else to go to. Tiny little town. He's the only Jeep guy in the business. He's having trouble finding people to work for him because it's a small town. I get that. I'm not going to name. I'm not naming names here. I didn't leave this guy. I didn't go on the internet and leave this guy a bad review, even though I, I could have lost my damn Jeep on the way home. We could put it in a ditch because I couldn't even steer it because the bolts were missing. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is a vacation town. This is what you get in these towns. It's difficult. 
okay? And I hear about this saturation all the time. Saturation, saturation, saturation. Well, what's the opposite of oversaturation? Which, by the way, I don't even think oversaturation is a real thing. That's like saying I'm more wet than I was before I got in whatever this swimming pool. I'm more wet now. You're already, you're just wet. It's only wet or wet or not wet. There's no more wet. There's no oversaturation. Anyway, we hear it all the time in the business, so I'm bringing it up. I'm making fun, but that's okay. My point is, this guy doesn't have any saturation. He's got no competition, and he is dropping the ball. His bolts are running, dropping, falling all over the place because he's got nobody holding him accountable. He's got, I've got nobody else I can take this Jeep to. Tiny little town, right? And he's slipping, and he probably doesn't even care. He was mean on the phone, didn't even respond to me, you know? I had to call him 16 times to get a response, and then he wouldn't even, he'd just hang up and text me or, or, or ask me to email him or whatever. And I know he's making dough. He's got 16 Jeeps in the parking lot all being worked on. They don't even have time to get to him. So take it as a blessing if you got all these other, this competition. Competition is natural, and it is necessary to survive in your business. Otherwise, you're going to end up with a Jeep with a bunch of bolts falling out of it. Okay, and you're going to drive that thing right into the ditch because you can't steer it. Okay, now you got to have these other people. And you've got to be checking on them. You got to be checking on them. You got to go stay in somebody else's short term, somebody else's property. Because there's only one way to get better is to talk to people that are better than you. If you find yourself in a room and you are the highest level person in that room, you got to get out of that room. That dude is in the highest level Jeep room and he's blowing it because there's nobody else in the damn room with him. That's bad. That's when it gets bad. When that room's empty, it's going downhill. You got to surround yourself with the best of the best of everything you want to do. Take my wife. Look at her. You can't touch her. I surround myself with her every day. That sounds a little nasty, but you get my point. You got to, it goes back to the five <laughs> closest people that you have in your world. You've got to get rid of the losers. All right, now you get me fired up. I'm so mad about this Jeep guy. I mean, he could have had, he could have caused an accident in my life or my wife's life or my family's life. No way, dude. I ain't putting up with that. Come on. And the other guy's like, well, why don't you take it back to him? Uh, dude, he did it like this to begin with. If he's satisfied with the work that he sent me home with, this is not somebody I'm going to do business with. You know? And that's something we need to remember as hosts. You've got to be better than the next guy. And the next guy better be pretty damn good. If you're comparing yourself to the bottom of the barrel, you're never going to make it. You've got to rise above. You've got to be better than everybody else. The five closest people. Sit and think about who you're hanging out with. It's, just, it's an age-old story. It's been said a billion times. It's been on Brandon Turner said this a thousand times. Love that man. God bless the first two hundred bigger pockets podcasts. Uh, Three hundred of them. I mean, all of them are great. But man, Brandon Turner, thank you. Don't be hanging out with losers, man. Simple as that. If you want to fly with the Eagles. I got an eagle tattoo right there somewhere. If you want to fly with the eagles, don't swim with the ducks. Don't swim with the ducks. Go where eagles dare. 
Okay. Now I got to clean up the mess on this bumper, the back bumper, all the wiring on the Jeep's messed up. It's a nightmare. And now I also got to deal with my bus. Got to find somebody to take that in and fix the brakes because this other guy was incompetent. It's brutal. Be better than that. Be better than that. All right. Jeep story number 16. Are you ready? Seems for some reason I always use that number 16 word. Uh, number. Sorry. <laughs> it keeps coming back up for whatever reason. But anyway, Jeep, Jeep story number 42. There are, I'm on these Jeep forums. Okay. There's these Jeep forums, these, these Facebook groups. And I go on there and I say, Hey, you're never going to believe what this guy did to my Jeep. How do I fix this? You know, and I, I ask questions and you get one answer for every 50 answers that's worth a damn. Which is a problem. And that, I also want to mention, I want to shout out my Facebook groups. They're fantastic. I've got the best short-term rental Facebook groups on the planet. If you are in them, I thank you. Because we ain't hanging out with riffraff in there. We're good. We're good at it. And if you're not good, we're happy to teach you to get better. Okay? Short-term rental, long-term wealth on Facebook. Also, I have a private group. Can't get in there unless you buy a house with the STS short-term shop. Come on in, buy a house with us. We'll teach you how to make dough. All right, how to, how to be successful at least. Anyway, just praising my Facebook groups. They're a lot of hard work and I'm proud of them. These Jeep Facebook groups are filled with people that are losing their mind over every teeny tiny little part on their Jeep. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, how are you going to get from point A to point B if you're, all you care about is like the, 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 the piece of rubber that's on covering your brake pedal and the 17 different versions of that that you could buy, and they drive themselves nuts. And it's maximizing is what it is. Back to the original part of the story, maximizing and satisfying. Don't maximize yourself into blowing it. That's what they're doing. They make themselves nuts over this stuff. Can't do that. You got to make a decision and move on. Satisfies. Read that book, please. Now, there's a happy lot, happy medium there. You don't want your bolts falling off your bumper. But you can't be going on and driving yourself nuts over every teeny tiny little detail on the Facebook about, oh, my goodness, I have to have the exact right HVAC unit or I'm, go I'm not going to make it in this business. Now, that's a great attitude to have. It really is. And learn everything you can about HVACs. But there's a fine line there. You can't drive yourself nuts. Make a decision, move on to the next house. That's it. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for where I am and for all these books I've read to get me where I'm at. If you're maximizing, read that book. Paradox of Choice is the book, okay? That's the book of the day. Um, I've got, I got to Google who wrote the damn thing because I don't remember anything. It's a book changed my life. Schwartz. Barry Schwartz. It's a very, very... You know, not well-known book. Not a huge book. It's only got 1,000 reviews on Amazon, 1,800 reviews on Amazon. And I'm going to tell you, it's got an egg carton on the cover. I'm going to tell you right now, that book absolutely changed my life. I maxim, I still do it. And after this Jeep, I'm back that maximizing again because I'm like, well, look what it got me when I started satisfying. Maybe I'm, I shouldn't change who I am. But you got to find a happy medium. And what you don't want is you don't want to be the damn Jeep guy that's got no competition. When you have no competition, you will not succeed. Goes back to the enemy method. All, all goes back to the enemy method, doesn't it? Rise above it. Be better than the competition. 
and accept it. Embrace it with open arms. When there's other properties coming in around you, maybe you're in a metro market where you're the only one in the neighborhood and then a new person comes in and a new person comes in, embrace it because it'll make your business better when you've got competition, when you've got people that are breathing down your neck. Don't let them take it away from you. I'm going to leave you with a quote. I should have pulled a quote from that book. I did not do that. How to define a successful person. You get rid of success, and then you see who you are as a person. Whoa, is that deep? I'm going to say that one more time. I'm going to have to think about that one for a minute. By the way, this quote comes from Michael Scott and Wayne Gretzky. That was a joke. Uh, I would like to think I don't have to explain that that's a joke, but I'm going to anyway. That was a joke. How to define a, a success? How to define a successful person? You get rid of success, and then you see who you are as a person. Deep, deep stuff with long hair, Luke, cash flow, Carl, the shaman of short term. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for coming to hang with me. By the way, a couple more things on the way out. Come on the show, man. I want you on the show. I'm over here talking about myself. You're good at this. I know you are. Come on the show. Guest at strmshow.com. Guest at strmshow.com. I'd love to have you on there. One more thing on my way out. Hit me with a good review, please. We are in the review business. Hit this show with five stars wherever you're listening to it. And karma's coming your way. Long-haired Luke saying, don't overthink it. <laughs>